up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comp Kings. I am joined by my co-host, Sean, from Raven Invest, the Quest Shark Code Maestro, the Comp Kings <laughs> co-host. And we're ready to hit the weights today, guys. That's right. We're, we're going to be doing some number some presses, <laughs> some statistical curls, <laughs> maybe some um, <laughs> some weighted some weighted debt. I ran out of uh, funny uh, yeah, well, metaphors. Sorry, I wasn't very much help on that one. That was uh, not not a good one for me. But what what he's talking about is we're gonna go over some of the uh, um, the weights that we use to create the quest score in our tool, uh, and basically um, the basic uh, definition of that is what we're doing is we're breaking down so the the most important stats that we're looking at have the most uh, percentage of this final score. Um, we want to make sure that uh, the important aspects of the score are um, weighted properly, which is why we we do this kind of uh, portion of it. We don't want just want to add everything together and get a final score. We want to take the most important um, stats that we're going to be combining in the quest score and make sure that they they are the better portion of of the score basically you, and it's it make a little bit more yeah. sense i guess when you when you see that how we have it broken down kind of thing uh but we take all the metrics and we assign them a weight and then that weight is used to calculate what percentage of the final quest score that particular stat represents i guess that's the easiest way yeah. i've never really had to put that into uh, uh terms that to explain it i guess so that that's the best way to, to explain it i guess yeah, and just that. to remind people, the quest score is the formula that Sean and I have created that weights all these different factors. And so basically, you have the athletic metrics, you have the opportunity metrics, the snap share, the target share, the passing attempts, depending on the position. And then we pull in the speed score, the awareness score, the passing velocity, the, the smartness, the bench press, all these different metrics. And so each one has a weight. Some of them uh, for certain positions, uh, have a higher weight than others. And then we also bring in team power rankings, you know, strength of schedule, uh, Google type, Google analytic popularity type rankings. And so all these different metrics are weighted to create a quest score. Uh, so, you know, when, when looking at these different players, where they, they rank on the spectrum, and then you can correlate their rookie card values against each other. So, uh, Sean's going to give us an example of a player. We're going to go through it. We're going to look at the weights. We're going to have an open discussion about the percentages of certain uh, metrics for players and why they're higher or lower uh, for, for different positions. And then we're going to give you guys a couple plays that we've got right now. I've got some in-depth analytics, uh, sports analytics that I want to talk about after Sean's doing that. So let's dig in, Sean. Okay, so I'm going to switch over here, and I've got the weights already pulled up. Uh, I don't know how – can you see them okay? Or Let's should see. I zoom, let me, zoom? Let me blow you up. Okay. Well – Are you – okay, I can – Let me make uh, the screen big. I will zoom yeah, they're in coming the in a little. They're coming in a little fuzzy. All right, let me see if I can zoom her in a little bit there. That better yeah that's a lot better 
Yeah, I can see fantasy score, team pop, um, popularity score. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to bold them all, see if that makes them any. Nice. Yeah, that, that, that's, that helps better. a lot. Yeah, if okay. you guys are watching um, <laughs> on, on YouTube through patreon.com slash football cards, then, yeah, you can see that he's got uh, the Excel sp- spreadsheet open with the um, the quarterback position here on, on the top section. We're looking at uh, one, two, three, four, five different sections and groups of metrics that make each one of these these weighted categories. I guess mm-hmm. you'll call it that. Fantasy, yeah, so we got- team popularity, athletic, stats, and quest. Take it away, Sean. Yeah, so we got the four the four stats here that will combine into the overall quest score. And then within these uh, scores, we have the actual um, statistics that are weighted here, which will then combine to uh, affect the, the final quest score. So uh, some of the categories are, are generic, like the team popularity score uh, is going to be pretty much standard all the way across each position uh, just because there's no real positional differences um, for um, for each for that particular category um, for the stats uh, is probably where you're going to see the most difference um, just because um, you know uh, the the teams used it the players do different like you're not going to expect receptions from a, a quarterback kind of thing so what I did though with the stats is I grouped the yards together um, and I grouped the attempts together so that guys like say Lamar Jackson will won't appear out of sync um, with everybody else just because he has more rushing yards than say passing yards. So they take all the total yards into consideration for the stat rank. And the same thing with the athletic score, which is now changed to the core metrics. I just didn't change it in the sheet because it, it means the same thing to me. Nobody's ever going to see this. So <laughs> um, this is this is uh, basically we took their their Madden rank rankings for uh, each position. Um, the one we we talked about it. Uh, Madden spends a, a bunch of money to invest in creating these accurate rankings or as accurate as possible rankings of these players they make them public so why not um, take advantage of that that because a lot of these a lot not everybody has you know 40 times on uh, you know posted online that we can grab or you know three you know stuff like that that we can measure speed and agility and things like that so i figured the easiest way was to take the the madden scores uh, for each player, but as you can see by the different positions, I don't know why this didn't highlight everything. It's a bold, but I'll do that now. And so, and like so for, as you guys can see here, for each one of these sections, uh, they make up a hundred percent. Yes, yes. So each each score is comprised of these particular stats, and then the final quest score is the combination of these uh, four scores. So it's weighted as well. So that each each analytic gets weighted within its uh, particular score. And then the overall score gets weighted into the quest score. So we're making sure that um, we can uh, highlight uh, certain 
uh, analytics that are more important than others, but everything is important, right? There, everything that we've gotten on the list is, is kind of important to look at. Just th some things are more important than others, and that's where we give them the weights. Just like the way that they take the same thing uh, with the star stock A formula. You take a certain percentage of a PSA, a certain percentage of a, PS, uh, nine, a PSA 9, and a certain percentage of a PSA 8. You add those percentages together, and that's what the price of a star stock A should be, right? So it's a simpler, simple kind of the same type mm. of thing, right? You take a certain percentage of each stat, depending on how important the stat is, and that percentage then goes into the overall score, and that, that overall score for that, analytic then goes into the quest score so what we what we do is we we will go through and give these rankings to these stats and then that's what will will adjust the 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 quest score up and down right that's what will make the the quest score for a player better or worse depending on what their individual score is and debate and depending on the weight of that score right so um what what we need to do before release is we definitely need because i just added a bunch of new uh analytics in so we really kind of need to go over that and redo these weights um as and and you know this is something that'll be ongoing as we find things that change the um uh, the the demand on rookie cards the price on rookie cards will be adding new new things in you know um, if next year, for example, it goes back to all hype over performance, then we can, um, you know, amp up the fantasy projection uh, percentage weights to now show guys that are getting really big uh, expectations from fantasy and things like that. So yeah, it's a Which fluid thing. Growing. It can change. Yes. That is growing, and Sean. As we've seen this year, it's been like, you know, uh, we've seen that several, several different players all the way down to veteran guys like Cordero Patterson, you know, that fantasy performance mm -hmm. is, is becoming a higher weight. Look at it. Atlanta yep. Falcons, exactly. team popularity down, team power ranking down, you know, but Cordero Patterson stat score up fantasy score up. up. And mm -hmm. so we've seen that starting to drive more and more demand. It's kind of like in, in essence, what we're talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So this is our, basically our switchboard, to allow us to uh, take the situations that, that, again, generate a fluctuation in a rookie card and adjust that to partic that particular situation. So if things change, we can adjust the weights as we go, which will give a more accurate quest score. Now, in the tool, within the tool, you are also able to go in and look at the raw stats as well. So you don't have to go down and go all the way to the quest score. You can look at these raw stats if you want. We just made it available that, okay, this, this is the philosophy that we invest with. When we look at our players, these are the, the, um, the stats we look at. These are the important ones that we look at. So we wanted to make it easier for everybody else to be able to just have a score to kind of rank everybody in a tier now um i i had i we had talked about this um and maybe in the future releases we will make uh a custom so that uh, uh users can customize the weights that they want if they want you know things like that 
Um, but that that's yeah, kind of yeah. Something where, one thing I want you to there. one thing I want you to look at here, Sean. Can you yeah. illustrate the differences to us between uh, the quarterback and the running back, like the different weights? Because I'm looking at the running back here, and I can see that his his projected fantasy score is five percent of the equation. His team popularity ranking is 25 percent of the equation his athletic scores 30 mm. percent of the equation and hit and mm. then his stats his prior stats are 40 percent mm. so now these these are these are honestly andy these are just stuff that i filled in after i put the new stats in the, we okay. still need to go over these menu meet and and hit on the right numbers mm. um that's maybe we can even start looking at one of them now if you want you know that's that's uh you know like Look at okay, what what percentages of these four scores do we think affect the the rookie card price? You know, um, but I, I really haven't. I really haven't. Uh, these are these are left over the last time that we did the weights. But again, as I said, I've added new stats on, so I had to add some numbers in just to 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 make uh, you know make the make sure the formula works and everything like that. So uh, these numbers. Can uh, we will need to be played around with um, and, and tweaked kind of things. So, uh, but yeah, like I, I, I just did a rough thing. Like the way that I look at it, probably, um, you know, uh, athletics is more important for running back because it's a little bit more of a physical position. Um, but if you go back, we've, um, I wanted to put, like, we would go maybe go into the last letter score, but for a quarterback, we need to put, like uh, a, a higher weight on awareness because their intelligence is a little bit required a little bit more, you know, things like that. So we can, you know, it, even though we leave the, the athletic scores like this, we can go within the actual individual score and bump certain things up. Um, we can add more stats. We can add more analytics. We can, it's just about getting the source of data, uh, a constant, uh, accurate source of data and we can add anything in there and score it and, and make it available and as part of the quest score so we'll we'll be adding more stuff as we go more analytics as we get a hold of them as we find them as they create more analytics you know i'm sure every year they're coming out with new next generation stats and things like that so as we get more information we'll be able to add it in this is just some of the the the, the uh I guess the most important stuff that we could come up with right now, there, mm -hmm. there may be things again, as I said, that we can add in um, later on or tweak, but the, the, this will be what drives basically the, the final outcome of the score. So if you see a score that say, doesn't make sense to you, this, this is what's causing that to make sense. But there's a reason why there's a, you know, um, there's a reason why that person score down and it's based on this weighting system. So um, I don't know if did, did you want to go through a couple here with, with me right now and we can do that right now, or did you want to uh, just kind of, yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to uh, focus cause this is like kind of like a five by five. Uh, so we could be here for a couple hours, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, five, yeah. five by five and wait in five sets of five. Yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, now some like, uh, you know, I, I imagine like the team pop score is probably going to be the same throughout the, and a lot of the stuff I haven't, I haven't really changed. So we could keep it the same, <clears throat> meaning like the fantasy score, I haven't added any new fantasy stats or anything like that. So that's the original fantasy score uh, weights that he had, we had chosen. 
Same with the team pop score, same with the athletic score. The only new one is the stat score. And then we'd, because we've now added the stats and would be uh, tweaking the, the quest score. So <clears throat> it's definitely something that we, we could do, um, you know, if we, if we decided that we wanted to leave these after our original uh, decision, you know. Well, I think that I see I see a big difference here between athletic score between quarterbacks and running backs. I definitely think that's important because you know speed score. One thing I was going to ask you, yes, the athletic score for running backs, wide receiver, I definitely think is more important than a quarterback. We've seen just like the Mike White phenomenon, yeah, based on the uh, the team popularity score. That's a popular team that he's on that he didn't necessarily have the prior performance metrics, the prior stats to support mm-hmm. his rookie card breaking out, uh, mm-hmm. nor did he have the athletic score. However, that team popularity score and then the projected fantasy output from him on that week, the defense he was playing was mm-hmm. not um, as good. At, it did not play as good um, that other defenses played. So he had his, in terms of like his EPA his estimated points added takes into consideration the strength of the defense that they were playing. And that defense was easier than average that week. So it made his performance that week look very pedestrian. So all things considered, uh, the team popularity of the New York jets really thrusted his rookie cards to the next level. So mm-hmm. I think that that definitely has, needs to have a considerate weight for quarterbacks specifically. Um, not as much for running backs and wide receivers because mm-hmm. I think they, uh, by nature, have got to create those big highlights, those big plays, and in order for them to do that, they've got to have the athleticism. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I, I, um, I, we don't necessarily have to keep, as I said, the pop score – uh, the team popularity score the same for everyone. We can tweet. That's why I made them all separate for each position because they're going to each have their own nuances. You know, one thing will be uh, particularly more important for running backs and it won't be important for wide or, or for uh, quarterbacks as much, you know. So um, I did that. That's why I wanted to keep them separately. I think we just had them originally close because of uh what we knew at the time this this was also done probably in june i think we met maybe may or june when we met to do this so we've learned a lot over the last couple months so that's why we need to adding we now adding the stats because they're um, so important to how a player is performing at this given moment and um we're adding that into the score is going to going to give us a better judgment now I, I feel that this this scat the stats for each player is going to be probably their biggest weight, how they're performing this year. Um, Especially at this it, point in the season, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, at what we see a lot of driving the card market in January is people in retrospect looking back, uh, back to the season and saying who performed best in all these different categories and that driving a lot of, collectors investors and new people getting into the market now the season's over buying those cards so if we could identify those guys now and have them ready to flip in january february then uh, march april then we are good good to go absolutely yep for sure and that's that's just going to identify a lot of 
um, a lot of stuff that you may not be able to pick out just by looking at 15 different web pages and, you know, trying to analyze all the stats yourself. That's, you know, we're trying to take all that, that, all that legwork out for you. So it makes it a little easier. Now you're going to have to do uh, a few things on your own. You're going to have to, you know, um, understand a little bit about the sport and things like that. But a lot of the, the, the finding and what you need to look at and how you need to look at it and, and, you know, judge it against other people, we're going to do for you in the tool. We're going to, you know, um, give you that information. But if you're like us and you're super hardcore, man, this, you can dive right into the stats. They're all available for you. You know, you can you can dive in and, and do, as I said, like I want to make it available for people to kind of do their own weights as well if they wanted to. Now it's very, it gets complicated and stuff like that. So that would, this would probably be somebody who's, who's very, very um, highly into football and, and into the analytics, like, you know, on our geek level kind of thing, you know, our stack geek level. So, um, but yeah, like um, the, this, I think is going to allow a lot of people just to be, because I, th I think one of the hardest things is to figure out where a player kind of fits on that. And I see them all the time on IG is those tier levels. Right, we have tier one, two, three, four, five, and they put the player's picture of their head in there. Right, you when you're looking for me and for my eyes, you need to know what tier a player kind of lives in to tell whether their card price. Right, you need to comp them against other people in that tier and they're on their level to figure out what the what if the current price is something that's good. But you also need to have eyes on the future, like you said. You need to have, okay, well, this guy's not necessarily great now, but we he's just not getting playing time because he's sitting behind two Hall of Famers ahead of him, you know, but he's got the numbers there, he's got the athletic metrics, he's got all the everything, but he just doesn't have the stats. Well, there's something that we're we're now looking at for the future, right? So this 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 will point uh, you can look at a guy that has, you know, a great athletic score, a great team pop score, a great fantasy, you know, had maybe fantasy projections in the beginning, but is not performing as well. To me, like guys that I know, like Alan Robinson, like I know he's a good player. He's a great, he's having a crappy year. He's, you know, whether he stays with Chicago or not, I still think he's a good investment because He's such a great player. I know what he's, but his performance is not going to indicate that his quest score is going to be low because his performance is low this year, but I still know he's a good player. So you can even go in and go deeper uh, into these stats with these scores and figure that kind of stuff out yourself. And it might not be apparent on, on, you know, looking at the raw statistics, but this is something that we're going to hope is going to stick out in the, in the shark or the, the, the quest shark, right? This is something that you're going to, because we're comparing all these numbers against other players, you'll be able to see people that stick out. And if a guy sticks out in a certain category, but but you know that, you know, for whatever reason, again, he's having a bad year just because of some injuries or some, you know, um, the quarterback carousel or something like that, you know, um, you can see that everything else adds up, but his quest score is brought down just because of he's not producing this year. You could take advantage of that. You know what I mean? So um, you, you we, know, we're trying thing, to offer. 
Go ahead. Raven, one thing I think we need to add to the formula that I don't think maybe we've, we've talked about that this yet is uh, depth chart competition or, or teammate competition. What type of competition does that player have on his team? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then, and then uh, parlay off of that, another one that we need to add is not if, if it's not in there is the age of that player in terms of like where they're at on the age apex. Yeah. It's uh, their draft years is there. So that's trackable, but that doesn't necessarily indicate their, their age per se. um, Because people get drafted at different years. Some, you know, some leave college earlier and things like that. So um, we can get all this information. Like age is something easy that we can, we can pull in and, and, you know, do a, a formula for that, like for running backs and stuff like that. You know, um, there, there's there. <clears throat> if we can have access to it, and we can have a steady access to the information that's easy for us to get, I can put anything and score anything in here, and we can weight anything. We can we can, you know, add whatever we want. Yeah, the key yeah, is we can add whatever we steady, want. Whatever we feel is an important. If if next week something changes and we figure, oh. This now, you know what I mean? Now the dynamic of the market has changed. So people are looking for this particular thing or this particular thing. We can add that in. The problem is I want to get to a point where I, I don't want to, you know, keep adding things into it. You know what I mean? We can add things after it's out. Oh, for sure. I, I think our formula is close, uh, Raven. I think that... Um... You know, we could the probably whole spend thing... 30 years trying to perfect it. You know what I mean? Like adding every little nuance yeah. to it. But it, the base is good. What we've got is is excellent right now. And then we'll just add little bits to it here and there to make it that much better and that more, you know, this and that. Maybe. Because we don't, we, we took some time and we went through and we picked out the stats that we thought um, were the most impactful on the player for each different category. But to add more stuff in, we don't want to just add fluff in. Like I don't want to add, you know, something that doesn't, it's, it doesn't give any value. So we can now afford, because we have the formula set now, we can afford to be pick and choose what stats we want to put in, what stuff gives more value. We can research how it affects a player's, uh, you know, performance via, uh, you know, demand on cards, you know, things like that. You know, we can find the next gen stats that, that help boost the the ability to be able to foreshadow how a player is gonna to to play and things like that, you know. Mm. So there's there's you know like we can we can totally totally add in as much, but I I would rather focus. I mean we've done a really good job up until this point. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, to focus on the stats that we really want important, and then. You know, there's going to be new stuff that they come out there. You know, there's more stats than they had last year. There's out that are out this year. So there's always going to be new stats and new analytics for us to add in. So um, we'll just trickle them in along the way and just update everybody as we go. But um, I, I feel we, I, I mean, we've got a super strong base and formula right now. And uh, I believe it, it it gives everybody the, I, the information that we need. Once we tweak these, these uh, quest ranks, of course, these are these um, these weights here. We'll have to sit down and, and we'll have to, you know, it may take us an hour, we may, uh, but we'll have to go through them all and make sure that they're completely custom for each position. You know, some may some positions may 
span over each other, like wide receiver and tight end, they're probably going to be pretty, pretty close, you know, with, uh, you know, a few tweaks here and there. But, but once we get the weights dialed in, the formula, I think everything will be completely dialed in. As I said, I just kind of randomly put some numbers off the top of my head just to, to run through the figures here. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I tried to get them pretty close. Like they're probably not far off of what we're going to do them, but uh, we can even break them down into, you know, like uh, half a percentages and things like that. So we can really tweak it and go right down to, you know, three, four decimals if we really wanted to, to tweak it that, that proficiently kind of thing. So, <laughs> hey man, we're going to be the, the comp kings. We're, we're going to tweak it down. Exactly, so, yeah. Ra mm -hmm. Raven. Give me your give me and and share with everybody what your your favorite um, metric is for quarterbacks on this sheet. Because um, you're because you're in the thing you're down in the weeds yeah. with me I, on the quest. I would I would say I would say the aware the awareness is is a key thing because that's that indicates like the football intelligence and the arm the arm power as you get older the arm power goes down the you know the legs get you get slower you get you know and you're not as fat you're not as fast you're not as strong but that football intelligence always stays there and it actually is probably one of the only things that grows as you become more of a a vet right because as you get older your everything slows down and you know uh, your muscles don't react the way that they used to and your legs don't you know you know and you get hit more and it hurts more and things like that but your football IQ is something that you can you can get better at you can you know you can improve over the years so i think for me the football the, the, which would be the awareness score i think that that's going to be the, the the key physical attribute for the the quarterbacks so if you find a player that has a high awareness score and a high team popularity score that could be a perfect equation so they could be a backup but they've got high awareness mm -hmm. and high team popularity that could be a perfect uh buy super low sleeper investment mm -hmm. they get the start now we're looking at a rookie card breakout well see that's the thing why we kind of want to go over what these scores look like so that people can go in and analyze a little bit more because you might again as you said you might get a situation where you got a great player on a great team They've got great uh, uh, core metrics there and the athletic scores, and but they're not performing, or you know they're on a crappy team, you know, or something like that that's bringing their score down. So you can now visually look and say, okay, well this guy's athletic score is super high. He looked like he was supposed to, you know, have uh, you know a good uh, expectations or hype behind him. <laughs> but his stat scores low because or his team scores low because his team's crap or he's, he's not playing well this year but that doesn't change like that you know some of these attributes don't change because you're having a bad year right like you don't get slower when you have a bad year you may get injury exactly. you know what i mean like your your athletic you know as guys get older their their athletic uh, abilities wear down but you don't, yeah. you, you you know, like you're still the same speed, even though you're not catching a hundred balls this year, you're still the same speed. Something else is going on, whether it's in, you know, cause we're, we're very dependent. A lot of skill position obviously are dependent on the quarterback, right? If you can't have a quarterback to, you can be the best wide receiver in the world, 
but you're not going to have an MVP type season if you got a guy who can't get you the ball. You know, you can you can get open all day long, and if nobody can throw you the ball, you can't. You know, so supporting those, quarterback QBR, supporting yeah. quarterback. Well, that's 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 accuracy. another factor that I've been I've been looking into because we have the Madden ratings. We can do that. We can we can do like a supporting cast kind of ranking, where you would take like a running back, and I would go in and grab the starting the starting lineup for the starting O line for that running back and get their overall rankings to see where they contribute to that running back success. You know, we take the, and then um, we can do like wide receivers, how, how take the quarterback ranking and, and compare it and add it into the wide receiver rankings because the quarterback is directly responsible for getting the wide receiver, the ball. So there's a direct correlation there. And if we can help, Right, because we when we want when we stack players in fantasy, we want to take advantage of the situation where one guy is they're both going to be scoring on the same plays. They're both, you know, going to be accumulating points when they do score uh, score together, kind of thing. So we want to kind of uh, you could take that approach where you can say, well, this this would be stuff for like you know like we were talking about on uh, one of the previous shows about the Denver Broncos getting Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, right? Well, if we plug in a score that now takes into consideration that this year Teddy Ridgewater's now was their quarterback and next year Russell Wilson's going to be their quarterback, that that difference in the skill level between Teddy Bridgewater and Russell Wilson will now bring up that player's score because now they have a quarterback to throw them. So their perceived expectations are going to be more. So their hype becomes a little bit higher. You know, um, as I said, there's so many things that we could, we could add in here. We just got to make sure we're adding the right things because we can, there is a gazillion stats out there. Like you, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of next gen stats and crazy stuff. And, you know, when player does, you know, drinks a Gatorade twice in between plays, you, you know, he scores a foot, touchdown in the next play 60 percent of the time when he takes three drinks of the key you know what i mean like we're getting to the point and like in this age where they're going to be able to track everything you know this guy took a crap before this the, the you know every time this player takes a crap before the game he scores a touchdown <laughs> you know what i mean like it's going to get crazy so we just got to make sure we're plugging in the 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 really important and stuff that's going to help um stick out these these buy these great opportunities for these these athletes to be invested in so exactly man and that's that's what it's all about and i think uh you know so for a lot of you guys that don't want to get into the weeds like we've really gone down uh, a rabbit hole on the on the weights today mm -hmm. uh, but what we want to do is have this create and 402 collectibles was talking to him earlier in the discord and uh, he said he was thinking about this, and it is a, a basically what what this whole formula creates is not only a quest score, but we can turn that into like a hype index chart, you know, and then we can kind of fluctuate that as we want, and we can make it pretty, and it's something that we can kind of spit out on a monthly type of basis that is a hype index chart of you know where guys start out, you know, we could start it on after the season's over. And after the draft is over, start it next summer where everybody is at and then track them throughout the year and track out their basically their hype level, you know, their their hype level or their expectation level 
And well, then we can have a perform, you know, you have your performance yeah. chart already. What we need to develop is a hype index chart. Well, that's, that's the other thing too. I, I've definitely been thinking along that, that lines of taking their, their uh, projections and comparing them to their actual output. So my, my kind of thinking is, I guess, a little bit after the fact where you're kind of uh, looking at the hype going into them. I'm looking from what I was looking at was if they're actually realizing that hype, right? Like they were supposed to score, you know, uh, 15 touchdowns this season. They were expected to score. For example, I'm just using something off the top of my head. But as of week 10, they only have four. Well, they're way below expectations on that. And to to them to meet that expectation is probably going to be unrealistic. So what we've noticed is that players that are not meeting expectations really don't sell well, right? Like you have to be above your expectation because people want to buy it because they, they want to buy it now and sell it in six months for double the price, right? So they want players that are, are, are getting better. So if you're not going to buy really early, you got to, you got to be really quick after somebody uh, breaks out, you know, that's why, you know, Sometimes I'll buy a player six months in advance and expect of him of his expected output, you know, when he's going to be uh, best to sell. I did it like, you know, in April and May, I was trying, you know, Brian, Brian, um, Brian, Brian Edwards. I can't get his name out for some reason. I was buying Brian <laughs> Edwards. I was buying um, a lot of like my uh, Devin Duvernay. I was buying a ton of Devin Duvernay as I've gone over in other shows where. Um, you know, I thought he was going to get more touches and more opportunities, which he is. Um, it's just not, he's not, he hasn't broken out. He hasn't had that big game that, you know, uh, big touchdown on live TV or, uh, you know, a 50-yard or 60-yard pass. You know, a lot of the the big plays is going to uh, Marquise Brown so and Lamar, of course, but um, but I still think he's a great player. I still think he's he's going to be part of that offense. I still think he, you know, he just hasn't had that aha game. Like he hasn't broken out yet. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a great. Throat's getting a uh, little dry. Point. He hasn't broken out yet. You look at a guy, for example, Michael Gallup last night had an yep. incredible touchdown in the first half of that game. In the corner of the end zone, he's getting a lot more opportunity now that Amari Cooper's out, but he's still third string wide receiver. He's still very good, big, mm-hmm. huge t- team popularity, good athlete, but his uh, his opportunity share score is going to be lower compared yeah. to CeeDee Lamb and compared to uh, Amari Cooper and even Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm kind of I'm looking at his sales uh, from uh, today. He had uh, three sales today. One of them was an Origins with an on-card auto for nineteen ninety-nine, and then yesterday you do see like, I mean, just from that game last night, but it wasn't it wasn't significant. So we're talking about fifteen sales from last night, up to a high of of a two out of nine optic optic hollow. It's a uh, buyback on-card auto. And mm-hmm. a number two out of nine sold for like seventy dollars. Um, so stuff like that. That there was some decent money spent, but nothing too crazy, mm-hmm. not too crazy but of not, a volume. Everybody's not necessarily talking about Michael Gallup this morning. If he was all over Good Morning Football as 
oh, the guy had an amazing game. It was the, you know, best game he's ever played. And, you know, and he, he pulled them out from a win and made an amazing catch at the end of the game to, you know, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty blow game. You know what I mean? Like a, it wasn't super, super duper crazy exciting. I found anyway, for me. Um, so what, what's dry, what would drive people to want, you know, he goes out and catches 30, you know, 15 balls and 170 yards. And I bet you that number changes. Right. So Tony Pollard, on the other hand, had a 58 yard touchdown run where he just torched the defense down the sideline. Like what mm-hmm. one thing I love about that dude, he doesn't look back. He ain't looking back. He's like, nah, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I, I even love heard that about have- him, dude, the, the confidence and the swagger that guy's got is not no, no showboating, mm-hmm. nothing. Just like a little, you know, mm-hmm. quiet, like don't tell nobody about sure. me. Like mm-hmm. this guy is, is so in- incredibly athletic and his card. I mean, like I'm looking at today, I'm looking at almost 50 rookie card sales today of him. Yesterday, enough, had to be more than 50. I'm not going to sit here and count them all, but I'm on page two right now of eBay. Mm-hmm. So some a guy like that would stick out from the speed score we talk about. The speed mm-hmm. score, the college uh, target share, so his ability to be a receiver and a good running back. And his team popularity ranking is high. It's just his opportunity share is low because he's behind Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. And that's but, and but we that seen kind that of person, yeah. you know, when you look at the rookie card compared to other uh, 2019 running backs that are getting a big opportunity or even wide receivers that are getting a big opportunity share, and you see his prices are way under, that's like an immediate red flag to buy those guys. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because as we said, like you buy good football players. You're not going to go wrong. They, they're they not going to be held down for long. Like Tony Pollard is is like if he's that good and he seems to be and there's no indication that he's – I even heard the announcers saying, well, is it time to give more uh, Tony Pollard more opportunity over Zeke because he's not playing as well, you know. He will get – be in the light. Players are – you know, you're not going to get a Hall of Fame player being a backup because – the team wants to stick him on second in the dart. He's going to find a place to play. Teams are going to pay the money in the free agent. You know, like he's he's going to – they're going to find a, uh, opportunities. It's just a matter of time. If they're if they're good enough, they're going to find opportunities. That That's my view anyway, right? So I, that's why I don't mind buying the guys that are not necessarily going to pop right away. But they're, they're athletic. They're they're – they they have all the metrics there. They look good. They're on a good team. They're you know they're just need a, a pop, and they're gonna get it. It's just a matter of time whether they get it for their current team, whether they end up going to free agency and other teams. Because if you don't want to pay a guy, there's somebody out there that's gonna pay him. So you know if if you have a free agent coming up that's not getting a lot of opportunities, he's gonna go to a team that's gonna give him the opportunities. You know if he's that good of a player, you know. So if you're investing in good, solid, athletic football players, you can't go wrong. It just may not happen for you overnight. Yeah. And then the the other comp we talk about, and this is why I originally asked you about uh, bringing in age Mm. uh, as a factor, because we talk about stats being a big uh, driving factor of rookie card values, and Mm. and it is. But when you... Add in, so take a player. This is Kirk Cousins. Okay. Kirk Cousins, I think, yeah. is a prime example of this because I think 
Minnesota is probably middle of the pack team popularity ranking. They definitely still have a shot mm-hmm. for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Average to above average defense. Kirk Cousins is having a career year. His uh, pro football focus offensive yep. grade, 88.5, ranks second best among all quarterbacks. He's mm-hmm. the QB nine on the season and QB two over the QB number two in the NFL over the last four weeks. And their team is winning. He's got a 75% completion percentage is much higher than any QB with a higher average depth of target. But you look at his, his rookie cards from 2012, they're still significantly under. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking, they're very cheap. They're very cheap. What? I mean, Help help me understand this, Raven. Well, he's 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 not um, exciting. I think I think that's the problem. Is you don't you don't see Kirk Cousin highlights. You know you don't see people. Um, you know want the the excitement. I feel you know when you see a guy, they when the sports casters uh, you know highlight a guy. Hey, this guy just ran for hundred and fifty yards. And this is his first game in the NFL kind of thing, right? That brings a lot of attention. It brings, you know, and he's not, I don't think he's necessarily blowing out of, everybody out of the water. He's just having good steady stats in it. You know, with the quarterbacks, you need, you need that, you like, you need that excitement. He's not, you know, I don't know. He, I look at that too. I look at the PFF and I look at, he, I look at PFF all the time. And I, I try to find guys that are highly ranked that the hobby doesn't have any love for. And I t- sometimes start target those guys like, you know. Um, well, Kirk Cousins is that guy. He is but that I guy. Think, the... I think of what a lot of it is, like you said, he's not super flashy. But I, I see a lot of Vikings highlights. You know who it is? A rookie ticket auto that's three times more expensive than Kirk Cousins? Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And that's the guy's lighting up. I mean, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. he can throw the ball. I mean, he's got great throw velocity. He can throw the ball down the field. I mean, he's a gunslinger, dude. But and I think he doesn't have also, the, he doesn't really all, have the rushing ability. For sure, yes, yes. Um, but I mean, I, but, I think also he's stuck in that that time frame where I don't know. People kind of almost think it, even though it's not anywhere near. Like it's like the junk wax era almost kind of for some people, not that they produced anywhere near what they did in that era, but like a lot of those, those, like even those 2014, you know, those early 2000, uh, 2010 ranges, a lot of those cars don't get any love, you know, and these players are, are, are the cream of the crop of their, you know, you get a couple guys like who are at the top of the, of the truck, like um, Brandon cooks. Like I know he's on a horrible team right now, but the dude is just playing lights out. Like he's playing great on a on a crappy team. Every highlight you'll see of Houston is him, you know, making a long touchdown, catching it from whoever's throwing him the football, you know. And you can still pick up his 2014 Prism cards for like a buck or two. Yeah, and that's a you know? scenario where it's really it's a combination, in my opinion, of the fact that they're nowhere near being close to being a lock for the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And they're getting older. They're getting older. They're getting up there. And they're, they don't have these, these team scenario things going for them. You know, they're not on a 
big, big market, huge market team. Let's say huge market team as a better terminology. And they're not um, in the playoffs. I think what could change the values for Kirk Cousins cards is if the Vikings make the playoffs and they win. What if Kirk Cousins leads the Vikings to a win in the playoffs? Would now people have... You know, he needs that kind of thing. He needs that. He's yeah. like the 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 game manager kind of guy, right? Like he's the boring quarterback, but he gets you wins. You know what I mean? He it the you know kind of thing. And he's well, not, that's Mac Jones. And Mac Jones prices are through the roof. Yeah, but he's a rookie now. He's a he's a rookie now. So there's that age. Right. There's everybody, that age consideration. Yeah, well, well, that's what I'm saying too. That that I, I don't know. I find that like 2010 to 2015 range where the pre you know the pre really popular prism era <clears throat> like all the even the prisms in that like i find that they're just people don't want them don't value them as much as the newer stuff they do they do certain guys cuz you look at uh, deandre hopkins or travis kelsey yes guys okay, that are well, very close to being locks for the hall of fame though that's the one thing that they have different yeah they they're, they're the cream opinion. of the crop of their you know yeah but like there's guys like I see that 2020 prisms are are more than a guy that's uh, you know a 2014 prism. To me, there that shouldn't be of a player. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no way that there's players in 2020. Well, I got I, I guess you could can't really say that. There's there's going to be some players that have surpassed older players from the 2020 draft class, but not as many as their card prices have indicated. You know, um, I don't I don't think there's like I, I was the 2020 for me is one of the deepest wide receiver classes um, in the last few years for sure, and um, but I mean like the guys that came out of the class prior, like the, that that range that 2013, 2014, 2015, they're the studs of the NFL right now, right? But those a lot of those 2020 guys are outpacing them in their rookie cards. Right, they're not they're they're not playing better than them. They they're not they're going to be the next these guys the next generation of these guys. Like that twenty twenty class is going to be our DeAndre Hopkins, our Devontae Adams, our all those guys when their turn comes. Like their that draft class is mm-hmm. going to be same similar to how 2014, 2015 draft classes is our stud wide receivers, mm-hmm. our cream of the crop wide receivers now. So what and, you're saying is we need to have a FOMO category. (laughs) We need to have a fear of missing out. And I think that kind of parlays perfectly with the age thing because the younger the player, the high athletic score, the high team popularity ranking, right? And and they have low opportunity, but the uh, people out there in the hobby, the littlest opportunity they could get could lead to a spike in their rookie cards Due to the FOMO, due to the fear of missing out on the next generational athlete type of spike. And what one thing I do to kind of get back into the the Kirk Cousins thing that I ask myself a lot, like what what would make me want to buy this player? Like you're you're thinking about right? You're thinking we're thinking about he's not a, he doesn't get as much exposure and maybe not as exciting as a few of uh, the other players. He's that workman kind of lunch pail kind of goes to work and does his job really well, just doesn't stand out kind of thing. But I think um, 
with with his situation it's hard to say though because i we look at the stats and we look at a guy like that with kirk cousins and we look and we see he's such a good player and he's playing very well and the fact that he's the second ranked pff quarterback tells a lot because the they're going to give a better reflection of what i think even what the stats will show because there's guys that are having good statistical years that are getting horrible pff ranks right so i it, it's tricky with kirk cousins again as i said like that's that he's was win super bowl that was a good one to bring up because he's a really he's a really good player he's playing really well he's got very very talented wide receiver a very talented running back around him right which maybe could be another reason a lot of people are assuming it's all Jefferson Thielen and Cook doing all the work. You know, it, it, it could be that that's a scenario that that that's causing him to uh, to not be as recognized in the in the hobby as as other. Uh, well, I, other yeah, and I think you got to look at it this way right now. Like you look at Justin Jefferson, he's on track to be a Hall of Famer, you know, so it's like I want to mm. get in on that before. It's like written in stone, and his prices are his his rare card prices are are that of uh, Julio Jones and mm -hmm. Calvin Johnson, which they probably yeah. already are <laughs> because he's still playing. And that's just mm -hmm. how our how much our hobby is driven by FOMO. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones hasn't won a playoff game or a championship yet. He, he's a QB like seventeen, but he's leading the Patriots to a win. He's a rookie. And the this type of uh, decision, like the the, I think though, I think though, if he was the first overall pick, I don't know if he would be getting in such demand. I don't know. That kind of, as I was saying that, I was kind of thinking maybe I shouldn't. Have, but it almost seems like because he was an underdog and because he got dogged a little bit as not the best quarterback out of this class that maybe got picked or, you know, like he got. You know, because he wasn't drafted in the top ten kind of thing, that maybe, you know, his because he's playing way above his expectation, that he's causing that more demand rather than if you're the number one pick, you people kind of expect you to play well, right? They 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 don't expect you to come up in and be crap. They want you to play, you know, and that yeah, expectations are a lot higher. Yeah. Right. And that's why coming in, as soon as base Donruss was released, you had Trevor Lawrence right there, <laughs> you know, at uh, top of rookie card value. Now it's Mac Jones because he's actually yeah. doing he's, something with his rookie year. Like I can, like right now in Calm C, the Trevor Lawrence cards are, I think, four bucks for five bucks for, for a base Donruss. Last time I looked, kind of thing. How where, much did Mac Jones? Um, 25. 25 well, that's not bad whatever <laughs> i was yeah. thinking they'd be a 50 by now <laughs> no well i mean they there were there was a few on there so they may they may go up as they they get sold off there but well, that's you know. the other thing i'm sure people are sending in their base donruss mac jones as quick as they can right i mean especially with the new products coming mm -hmm. out prism now announced all these other sets mm -hmm. and he's i mean and there's he's nothing wrong can. with buying mac jones those those cards just gotta like buying them at 40 bucks is a little like you're gonna have to sit on that card mm. for a while and he's gonna have to do quite a bit to you know like if you may if have to I sit can, on that card for six years if i'm <laughs> gonna have to yeah like if i could buy a lamar jackson and i know that's a little bias coming from a ravens fan but he's won an mvp he's you know supposedly redefining the quarterback position 
and stuff like that. And I can buy his rated 2018 less populated rated rookie for cheaper than I could buy Mac Jones. There's something wrong like that. That equation doesn't match up in my head. And that, you know, even, even any other quarterback that that's out there, you know, that that's not like, even I think uh, Baker Mayfield, even though he's in a little bit of a, a slump there, he, he should be more than uh, a Mac Jones right now. And that's, it's almost getting back to the the way that they used to do the rookie uh, salary caps when they were drafted. Everybody, oh, there's no way you should pay a, a $50 million to a quarterback who's never played it down in the game. You know, it's kind of in that that kind of scenario where, you know, you're paying $40 for a Mac Jones rated rookie that, you know, probably won't be worth $40 in a couple of months, I don't think. Because even, even uh, you know, Burrow and Herbert, were uh weren't even at the forty dollar range. I don't I think I can get a Herbert and a Burrow for under forty bucks now. <clears throat> so it's not gonna stay at that that price for sure. For sure, man. Wow. Well this has been a very uh, educational show as always Raven. I, I love the topics that we have discussed in the show guys. Um I'm sure that this has really uh, kind of made you guys think about some stuff and please weigh in on the weights come come lift some weights with us if you want man we're trying to set some prs some personal records and uh, we'll catch you next week uh, as we dive into more of these topics and some more mid and long-term play guys see you next time peace